feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF 23 review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Robeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, it is day four of the 48th annual Toronto International Film Festival. I think I'm slowly losing my mind. A little and, bit. Uh, I'm excited to do it with you, but, uh, you know, fighting off a bit of a cold. It's not COVID. Double, triple, quadruple checked. Yeah. Um, very, you know, conscientious about that kind of thing. I'm actually wearing a mask in the theater while watching the movie as well. So those are things where it's like... But we definitely caught something. But yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it sucks when you catch it. At the beginning of something? the end, I'm almost fine with because I because it's, like it's like a final dash. Right? And people would always say like the convention cold or something like it. Maybe we got it at Fan Expo, maybe. Um, but no, it was too late. Like that, we would have had it earlier. But usually, when you go to a convention or some sort of event like this, by the end of it, everyone's got caught something because you're in yeah. such close quarters with everyone, or you're um, just worn down, right? Yeah, that's on top of it. But yeah, well, I'm doing all right. Um, today, we are reviewing Molly McGlynn's fitting in. Uh, which just had its uh, premiere at the uh, 48th Annual Toronto International Film Festival. Eric, yes. what's up? Well, Matt, uh, as, as you said, we're, we're tired, but we're, we're, we're going through. And um, <clears throat> this was a, an interesting one because this was the first press screening that you saw. Yes. Um, this also played at South by Southwest. And um, – I saw a screener link of it, and so its original title, "Bloody, Bloody Hell, Hell uh, was still on there. And actually, the, the titles were really well done. They, yes, they kind I of actually agree with that. Um, a style that's kind of dreamlike, almost like nineteen fifties, almost Greece esque. Yeah. In, in in a way, I do like the title treatment. Um, and I actually didn't mind the two quotes, one of which was from Diablo Cody, and and I think there's this. You know, I, I don't know much about Molly McLuhan other than this film and um, April Goes Around, which I believe was her, her feature length debut. Um, I'll double check that as we're talking. But um, what I kind of dug about this is that it was very much a sensitively portrayed subject and done in a way that felt not relatable because i i do not have yeah. what this character is going through and the, the character of lindy uh who's played by maddie ziegler um as i'm looking at my notes because i want to make sure that i get everything absolutely right here um is this you know high schooler at a new school she's kind of trying to fit in she's you know figuring things out about her life and um she ends up going to the doctors because she's having problems and she is diagnosed with MRKH syndrome right? syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And that is named after the four men that uh, discovered it and, and coined the, the, the diagnosis, the term. And so it's her trying to navigate her life as a high schooler, but then also not wanting to be defined by her syndrome or, 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 or be simply, you know, categorized as one thing. And um, an element that comes up a lot in this movie and, and, and a line that's mentioned is, you know, controlling your narrative. Yeah. Um, and, and why I kind of, I felt like I related it, related to it a little bit or empathized with it was that when I was in high school, I, 
was the most afraid of anyone ever knowing that I was on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, at that point, it was it was called Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. And so the horror of feeling like if everybody knew found out about that, yeah. I would be simply defined by my diagnosis, and that scared me to death. And part of me still wanted to advocate for it. More so now, I think, but but it, it, it kind of felt like, okay, you know, like it is a private thing, but then yeah. also like you hear a lot of people that can be cruel and, and, and ignorant on subjects that they don't know. Yeah. And so when watching the way that the script plays out and how, you know, this coming of age narrative, you know, we've seen before, but specifying on the syndrome and actually yeah. bringing awareness to it made me feel... You know, like I was really rooting for Lindy and, you know, her to really redefine herself, but also feel comfortable with who she is as a person. And I think that's some of the strongest stuff in this movie Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the narrative. It's not perfect by any means either. I think there's a couple things we'll talk about yeah. in a second when it comes to um, some of the tech issues here. There's an ADR line uh, near the beginning of yeah, the Yeah, I wrote this down too, yeah. Where... You know, ADR is is a really tough thing to kind of pull off and, and even to nail. Yeah. Oh, movies. absolutely. It, it's done horribly a lot. But, but there's a line. So Emily Hampshire um, plays um, Lindy's uh, mother, and she's also um, recovering from breast cancer. And yeah. um, the way that they talk to each other, I actually kind of liked as well because it's it's not necessarily a mother daughter situation it's it's almost like two equals there's yeah. no patronizing there it, it, they feel like there's respect there um but the bad adr line is and i'll read this because i was i watched it four times and i was thinking to myself i didn't hear this right or there was something wrong with my computer um focus on the therapy so i don't have to worry about you picking up my friends and that what that's in relation to is that um uh emily hampshire's character her um, her path has changed quite a bit. She's reinvented herself as well. She's gone back to school. Uh, she's become a psychiatrist, a therapist, and um, she's taking um, patients on an online capacity. So when I heard that line in the way that Maddie Ziegler is framed in the shot where you can see her mouth moving, but it doesn't say very bad. It, it was, was and awful. it's so early in the movie. It, it takes you out of it. Yeah. Um, and it was hard for me to get back in although i will say i agree with you i think that, that um using this uh this is a i think an important and interesting way of tackling the coming of age genre right yeah. like and i think the movie doesn't pull any punches with it it's um explicit but not in like um in you know in a in a bad way i think it's very uh, uh straight to the point it, it's showing you kind of the uncomfortableness and, and the graphic nature of certain things uh, but I think it needs to do that to kind of uh, show what she's going through and I, I think that I've never I've always known like even growing up too to relate to it a little bit like I never liked going to my family doctor and yeah. I always had a bad experience and thinking back on it now I have a wonderful new family doctor um, who's a young woman and growing up I had this older man as my family doctor and as a young child I remember even that making me uncomfortable because I felt like he never took me seriously or he would brush me off um, or he knew what then, was better for you yeah and, and and would never actually go well I think this is happening or this is happening or not getting proper diagnoses and stuff like that and I've been dealing with that in my adult life of dealing with you know not necessarily traumas or anything but like things that I 
uh, I my doctor never really paid attention to when I wanted to talk about things. So in this movie, there are some really um, uh, like uncomfortable moments um, with uh, uh, Lindy at the at Lindy, well, right? Yeah, Lindy. Uh, Lindy at specialists, the doctor, yeah. at, at specialists, and we talked about that the syndromes uh, named after the four men who who found it, and I think the movie does a good job at looking at that patriarchy and, and, and especially in the medical system and, and in, in many different ways, but like, and just her having to deal with this as a young woman um, and having to talk to these men about it. And, and no one really, like they obviously have never experienced this themselves and, and it's all through research. And, and they, like you said, them thinking they know what's best um, and never actually even asking her how she's doing and things like that. No sympathy towards any of this. And it's just those moments I think hit the hardest for me, which uh, I think the movie is decent overall and never got its hooks in me in the sense where I thought it was a pretty decent coming of age movies, but there were uh, glimpses uh, of, of, of some stuff that was really, really great. And it made me very, very uncomfortable and it made me really feel for Lindy. And, and so I kind of went back and forth on the movie, but I wanted to specifically call out those moments because they, I think they were very, very effective. I just want to correct myself. It, yeah. uh, her first uh, feature film was Mary Goes Round. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think like the, the stuff in um, the, the, the doctor's offices are really showing you, you know, not only the, the patriarchy, but um, this is something that is, is, is traumatizing and yeah. it's going to change your life. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's she has to change to yeah to literally fit back yeah, in. yeah 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 you know like there there are other options to explore and and she's at an age where she doesn't have to make something that will be so final and so you know you kind of see her kind of navigating her life before being diagnosed and then after and you know you see kind of like almost the classic uh popular kid in school yeah. kind of you know always kind of doing well or um, has everything kind of going for them and then something happens and um, you know this change kind of opens them up a little bit more but what I liked about it is that um, Lindy to begin with is a likable enough character yeah. you know she's not some sort of jock who um, you know learns lessons about being a better person to everybody you know to to every group or, 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 or clique out there so um, you know, like I, I kind of like that. There's, there's more of a well-roundedness there. Uh, there's more consideration about biology, you know, yeah. and about you know where people fit in, whether it be binary or non-binary, and and having that conversation, and you know, just trying to. I think out. all that stuff is great. Too. Yeah, and yeah. what you just kind of like what you want in life, because it's not set in stone, and you can both be an advocate for something, but also be private about it as well. You know, like it's it's up to you when you want to. Um, make your voice heard, but it's okay to be, you know, to, to, to kind of refrain from talking about it because some people just aren't comfortable with it. You know, when, if, if you have something that you don't want to share, that's a medical issue, that's okay. But if yeah. you want to as well, that's, that's also good. And so it's not saying one way or another, like you have to, you know, be this, you can be both, you know? And, and so like, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good message movie and, um, you know, unfortunately, it's coming at a time where Barbie just came out. Yeah. So the Aqua song and the uh, end credits cover of it, uh, you know, it's... In the context of the movie, I works. get why they yeah. use that song and, and, you know, the subject matter and everything like that. And, and 
uh, taking that and owning it. I, I definitely understand that, but it is, yeah, a, you know, a couple months removed from Barbie. Um, and even with some of the, you know, subject matter and the themes and stuff that it tackles, um, I think, uh, not necessarily that it should even be compared to Barbie, but I think because of no, that song. No, no, It's just because it's it's using a popular song that's in the biggest movie of 2023, and yeah. it's coming shortly after. And it's also using it uh, as a cover version at the end, uh, as well as also in the movie. So you have those aspects. But I, what I also do like as well, that's a little thing that I think is just like kind of a, a fun touch, is that I, I think this director is a horror movie fan because one of the quotes is from Diablo Cody's Jennifer's body. Yeah. But then we also see, um, uh, Lindy and her kind of maybe, or maybe not boyfriend watching ginger snaps. Oh, he, he's, he's a big horror guy. He's, he's always wearing, wearing shirts, the right? the dead yeah. shirt. And I thought, I thought that was kind of cool because it, it, like, if you want to show your, <laughs> like your, your, your cred that you're, you're a film lover or a specifically a horror movie lover, you would wear, you know, a night of the living dead or a dawn of the dead shirt. When you throw on a day of the dead shirt, you are really saying something. Do you think that's there. her poking fun at guys like that? Or I think is so it a like, little yeah. bit, but I think there's also maybe something there saying like, okay, like, you know, like this, I, I would be very curious to know. I, I yeah. cause I do think there is something there where it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to wear this shirt, but that guy's a nice guy. Though, oh, he, think, he is. Right? But, but again, like there's no, there's no real villains other than no. a guy named Doug and he's not really that much of a character. Right. Right. Um, but it's just more so like the complications of kind of figuring out your life, but also trying to be more considerate of other people and, um, you know, trying to, in this world, not be closed minded or narrow minded of, of what the world is. And, and, and I do think it's also opening that discussion, as you mentioned, is that um, when it comes to physicians, um, yeah. to doctors, uh, you know, maybe there needs to be more consideration when it comes to how you handle, uh, you know, men, women, and non binary yeah. people. And, 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 and especially young women. And yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and older male doctors, like, you know, that, you know, I know that they're all professionals and stuff. Yeah. I get that. But like, it's just, there's a great moment at the end without spoiling it where I think kind of sums it up perfectly. But the right? movie kind like, of actually, like the um, promotional material kind of spoils it. In yeah. A way, though. I haven't seen it yet, I don't think. Oh, the, you haven't seen the... the oh, the, the poster's the, great. Oh, the, um, I thought you were referring to the still from the The still, film. yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that does, I think out of context, you have no idea what that right. is. I just mean that there's a great moment with uh, at, the, at the very end of the movie that kind of sums it all up. But yeah, right. I, I do think that that's an important conversation. I really do. And like... Uh, uh, yeah, some of these these men are very smart and, and are very qualified, and I'm sure there are great you know older male doctors. But especially when you're dealing with young women, and just like the bluntness that they show towards her, right? Of just being yeah. like, well, you can get the surgery, we can have you in for blah 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 blah, and like all this kind of stuff without ever asking her how she's doing, and and ha like that kind of sympathetic kind of understanding this would be a hugely overwhelming thing and a huge so i thought all that stuff was handled very very well so and i thought uh, you know it's a it's a good movie um i think maybe for me suffered from it being the first movie that i saw maybe yeah. uh, that i just like and not there's that some there technical was, like, stuff i don't know yeah. if i love the cinematography no it, throughout i mean there's moments where it does look okay i think like this but it has that works. canadian look a little bit which i don't shot love yeah like i I'm a big advocate for Canadian films and good ones, but like, yeah. I just do. I, I, there are a lot of the times certain Canadian mo movies look similar, and I don't love the look. And this at times had that, um, but I do think it's a slight step 
above a lot of stuff that I've seen. Yeah, and and it, ha- it has a, a clear singular voice yeah, when it comes to which I'll always appreciate its more. narrative, and it feels like it. It's and it's weirdly less obnoxious. Like I was, yeah. I was thinking, okay, maybe this will be some sort of modern teen rom com, right? Know, coming of age movie that kind of is playing up, you know, late. Like we we're talking about, um, you know, like Bottoms recently, yeah. Where like it's almost it's not necessarily a spoof or satire of one specific thing, but of the genre as a whole. And I was thinking, oh no, are we going to go into like almost like Deadpool territory or something like that, where it's always like quippy or something? And it, it, it's it's not that it has style. Or like even quoting, Di- yeah, yeah, I was going to say quoting Diablo Cody. Yeah, at the beginning. you know, but but I think it I think it works. And and you know, also like watching the end credits and, and seeing the special thanks. There there are mentions to um, MRKH stars and beautiful UMRKH Foundation, which I'm sure. Um, you know, helped kind of inform some of the narrative and things like that. And there's also a couple other names that I found very interesting on the special thanks. Brian De Palma, which kind of makes sense because of Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another horror reference. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Interesting. And Nick Kroll. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Huh. I didn't notice that. I love the credits in the movie, too. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, thanking those um, foundations and things that you mentioned, I think it's, I think this is probably hugely important to people who do, you know, suffer from this or, or have this syndrome, right? Because it's not and that like, well known. I, yeah, I, 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 didn't I didn't know, know anything. anything yeah, I agree. So I think that in itself to say, okay, it's a coming of age movie, but I want to showcase this very real thing that young women and women uh, sometimes have to deal with, I think is, uh, is important. And um, that's why I think it's worth a watch. I think it's, a pretty decent movie uh, that maybe yeah there it's a lo- it's a low budget Canadian movie too so the ADR can be forgiven a little bit I, I will say it happens at the beginning and I didn't notice it for the rest of the movie there is one more uh, line is there that, yeah like, like, but it was like a, somebody did like yeah. a loop and it on. just it it just threw me it throws you off right away because it is a pretty bad ADR line but yeah I think for the rest of it yeah the look I would have liked it to maybe look a little bit more interesting but I think overall it's pretty decent I'm gonna. I'm going to give it a three out of five, uh, but I still think it's, you know, I think you should check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. I, I think it's it's a surprisingly well-made movie in terms of just, like, it feels like something, you know, that Canada has made that you can have at a festival like this or at South by Southwest. And it kind of feels like it's a great representation of, of a new direction in Canadian cinema in, in, in a lot of ways that feels like very specific to what this character is going through and yeah you know a, a diagnosis that i think a lot of people don't really know yeah. anything about unless they've actually gone through it or know somebody that's yeah. gone through it and also because we're two white cis males yes, talking yeah. about it it's even more kind of like oh this is really um enlightening i think to better understanding that there are so many different complications when it comes to biology and it's not yeah. just simply binary again you yeah know? and so I, I i and i think it's also a movie that's not afraid to um be sincere when it's asking questions about um things and and, and ask them in a way that's not um offensive or confrontational but just actually curious about people and getting to know them as people i agree uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Please go check out our other reviews. Uh, we just posted reviews for Lee 
and the zone of interest as well as we have reviews for the boy and the heron perfect days anatomy of a fall swan song uh dicks the musical uh amongst other things um tiff we got still feels like 10 more days but i think it's about a week that we still have left it is right. a week yes <laughs> Um, <laughs> and that'll end it with our traditional cough at the end of the episode uh, please go follow Untitled underscore movies over on Letterboxd it's where you can find all of our stuff um, as well as me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck and you can follow me on all the social medias at EM6211 until next time <sighs> bloody hell <laughs> <laughs>